Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up? Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday. Uh, today is Wednesday. Alex Padilla, Alex Regla with you guys. On a Wednesday night, so you might be listening to this on Thursday morning. Uh, Alex, how are you, man? Keeping cold? Keeping cool out here in Southern California? I'm trying to, man. It's been rough last week or two, but... um. I think this weekend it's supposed to rain out here, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So we'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I listened to the, uh, I guess it's a flex alert. We got an alert yesterday on, on if you live in California, you yeah. got a, an alert. Everybody got it saying, hey, turn stuff off that you don't need. I'm sitting in the dark. I, I, I But I always kind of live like this. I don't really turn lights on if I don't have to, just nature of habit. But uh, yeah, I turned the AC off for a while yesterday, but I'm a good boy. At 9.01, I turned that AC back on because it is hot. I don't know how hot it was in L.A. Uh, San Diego, I think we topped out at 96, I want to say, yesterday, which is not crazy, but it's, like, humid and kind of muggy down here. So I don't know where you guys topped out yesterday, where you're at. Uh, yesterday, I don't know. I think we're at 108 over here, where I'm at. Are you in the so, valley? Yeah, we're in the yeah. valley. So 96, 98, that sounds like uh, winter right now compared yeah. to where I'm at. And today it was actually not that bad. I mean, it was, it was, it's just different. I don't know. Like, it's just like muggy ish here. So like instant sweat comes out, but yeah, man, it's, it's hot in California and here's my transition for you. I would say it's cooled off in the Russell Westbrook world. I think that uh, what I mean by that is these trade rumors, the trade packages that we were so confident talking about last week, those are kind of been, they kind of went by the wayside after, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers came in and swooped Donovan Mitchell. But um, I got to tell you, we didn't talk about this specifically before we hit record. I am now full on. Uh-oh. We Russell Westbrook will be a Laker this year. I mean, it's just going to happen. <clears throat> yeah. I think at the end of last episode, I asked you like, do you, do you think he's a Laker? And then I asked like, do you think he'll still be a Laker? by the time we record next week. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, I said, I said, I thought he'd be traded by now. So obviously I was wrong. Right. And that Cleveland swooping in for that, uh, Donovan Mitchell trade just completely threw everything off. And I'm sure it surprised the Lakers too. Cause it sounded like that three team deal, even after that Cleveland trade went down, it sounded like the Lakers were that third team. It sounded like everything was going okay. And then the Knicks and jazz couldn't figure things out. So I, I bet the Lakers also, got caught off guard and obviously nothing has happened since then. So it, it's looking way more likely that Russell will be back than it did just a week ago. I think the Lakers acknowledging his presence, the fact that he's alive on social media really made it. I I've been sticking with this, man. I'm telling you, I stuck with, I know it's a stupid theory, but I thought all summer to never acknowledge the existence of Russell Westbrook via the social media team on any platform was really eye-opening for me. And obviously that I'm sure most, if not all Laker fans have seen the Patrick Beverly introductory press conference with one player in attendance. I don't think that was on accident that Russell Westbrook was the only player in attendance with Darvin Ham at his side. And the, the forced bro handshake followed by an hour later, them looking like the bestest of friends on Lakers social media at the El Segundo training complex 
Um, I don't think any of that is on accident. I just am. I think that maybe I think PR too much and, but in this case, I really don't. And I know that today, Jovan Buhan wrote that the Lakers are still actively trying to pursue a trade that would get rid of Russell Westbrook. But I don't think that that will happen. And like last week, I could be proven wrong tomorrow. But I just honestly think, and maybe it's like the radio in me. Maybe it's my Stephen A. Smith blood in me. But I really think all this stuff lining up, like it was a PR strategy that Russell Westbrook, let's start letting the fans know he will be here. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, just like you said that him showing up and then immediately after those photos coming from the the team site uh, on their Twitter account and, and Patrick Beverly also like, again, he's kind of said nothing but good things about Russ since he's, he's joined. And then earlier today, he kind of tweeted at Skip Bayless when Skip was trying to go after Russ and, Pat Bev said, nah, Skip, I have a good feeling about this when it came to playing with Russ. So mm-hmm. no one has really like thrown water on Russ not coming, like coming back in terms of the players, like LeBron's tweeted at him. Mm-hmm. Other guys have come out and supported him. Um, but I mean, you would think the Lakers are still looking for a trade, but I just don't know if they're as active as they were, or at least we don't know if they are or not. It just seems like they're definitely prepping fans for the idea that he'll be back. And it just seems at this point, we're almost at training camp. And um, there was that report, I think from Mark Stein also that LeBron was going to hold that little mini camp he does every year. Mm-hmm. And that he also said Russ would be attending that if he was still a Laker. So yeah, I mean, if Russ is there for that also, I, I, I think that's a pretty good shot. He's back to start the season. And now we are under three weeks away until media day. Um, and I'll, how about this? You told me about this before. We hit record. How about we spoke about what Genie Bus said that Russell Westbrook was their best player last year. And then the writer, I forget who it was, was so dumbfounded by that that he texted her, like, Did you mean that? And then she's she clarified saying, Oh, I meant he was our most consistent because he was he wasn't hurt. He was there every game. And now on Sports Center, either today or yesterday, I'm assuming, Genie Bus was asked to kind of clarify some more if she wanted to. And this is what she had to say about Russell Westbrook. That Russell Westbrook was the best player on the team last season. That, oh, it was outrage. Uh, and then you came back and said, by that you meant most consistent player because he played 78 games last season when there were a lot of injuries on the squad. Anything to add to that, just for clarity? Yeah, I mean, you know, I lean into that. That's, you know, we needed players on the court that were healthy, and he was the most consistent player we had. He was, he worked hard, he showed up for every game, and I appreciate that in a player, and and hopefully we'll have a, a season where we'll actually get to see all of our big stars play together and be healthy and, and stay on the court. Russell Westbrook will be a Laker next year. Are, are you like, are you completely just you're sold on that at this point? I think that they, if they were willing to part with both picks, they would have done it by now. Like it's so close. It's so close to training camp. And this is not a small trade. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is a, 
of on a, on a scale of magnitude, this is a really big trade. Like that would have to go down. It's big salary, big superstar moving, and it's already September seventh, and yeah. maybe September eighth by the time people listen to this. So, I think it, if if they were willing to, for whatever trade package, even if it's guys we haven't talked about yet that Rob Polink has talked to, I feel that if he was going to do it, it would have been, you know, done already. Ideally, like I, I really hope if they end up do training him, it's not after media day, after mini camps, after training camps are already gone on. Like, cause this team really needs to go into next season, like with a lot more cohesion, with a lot more everybody on board with what their roles are mm-hmm. with Darvin ham, being able to implement what he wants to implement and getting that respect from day one. If you're planning on just sh- like shuffling the roster 10 games in 15 games in, like it's really tough to just kind of build that chemistry and cohesion right after that. So they're probably better off at this point. If they're like wishy-washy, if they're going to trade rust or not, like I, I think either you do it now or you don't do it until I don't know. Maybe just sit on it then. So I, yeah. I like that you think that because when I say Russ will be a Laker this year, I'm not telling you he's going to finish the season as a Laker because to me that would entail Russ taking a minimized role. That would mean Russ maybe coming off the bench. That would mean Russ buying into Darvin Hand's defensive game plan. That would mean him not being the the guy he was last year. Now, I don't think that he will like you know Carmelo came in as and and what I don't I don't when he like came back and he um joined the Blazers, he took this minimal he's minimized role uh-huh. on the Lakers last year. I don't think Russell Westbrook thinks he's at that point of his career where that's what he has to do. And I think that's his biggest problem. I think Russell Westbrook's biggest problem is that he still thinks he's the MVP Russell Westbrook on Oklahoma City. Or, and he's this not. It's not that he can't be that guy as far as a player goes, but the Lakers don't need that guy. So, I don't know if he'll buy into it. I don't know how. Listen, I'm not sold on Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook. I'm not sold on Pat Bev being this amazing cultural difference in the locker room either. By the way, I don't think Anthony Davis will respond well to Patrick Beverly. That's something that we haven't talked about. Like, I don't think Anthony Davis is that kind of guy that responds well to that type of criticism that Patrick Beverly does publicly and privately. That's a whole other thing. I'm not buying, I'm not buying this whole like kumbaya thing that the Lakers are trying to sell publicly at all. And Darvin Ham said if a lot in that press conference. He didn't say yes, he will. Yes, he will. Darvin had kept saying if, if Russ and Pat played defense together if they do our defense mm-hmm. together. So I think there's a lot of ifs just because I think that he will be a Laker. It doesn't mean it'll be all season. And it doesn't mean that I think he'll be playing all that much. Yeah. Like I, there's been no other, like Russ is going to in, heading into this season. This is the make it or break it for where this next chapter of his career goes. Like either he pulls a Carmelo Anthony and shows he can buy into a smaller role and accept, like, I'll only do the things I'm strong at. I'll accept maybe possibly coming off the bench and do these things my coach wants. Or if he has a repeat of last year where, you know, things go south and he 
tries too much and he kind of his weaknesses are exposed again then i don't know what like his future holds in the nba but like if he can somehow buy into like this six-man role or even as a starter and just be a better fit and play harder and play better defense and kind of compete then like we like he could be impactful still it's just on a team that already has so many other like weak weaknesses and his non-shooting ability kind of just exposes that even more i just i'm not totally sold on the fit that he's gonna be really like complimentary next to pat bev like darwin ham is saying like i i'm not sold on the basketball fit if anything yeah and people want to say like i i've, I've read articles where there's like hey like, let's no more treating him with this golden spoon like let's let's be real with him even if it means running with the second unit and i was like well then what do you do with kendrick nunn this they're hyping Kedrick Nunn that he's having this amazing uh, off season that he's now working out individually doing combo workouts. He's killing it in the weight room. And you know, if Kendrick Nunn plays, he's a much better three point shooter than Russell Westbrook is. Yeah. And he averaged 15 points in Miami before he got here. He averaged 37% three point shooting. What do you do with Kendrick Nunn in the second unit? I mean, Kendrick Nunn's not, is not going to start on this team. So I think there's got to be a lot of difficult conversations that, that Darvin ham needs to have. And if the Lakers are serious about making it work with Russ, you have to find ways to make it work with Russ. Russ being a starter with Pat Bev and LeBron James, that's not going to work for anybody. So if Russ is on the Lakers to start the season, you you pencil him as a starter right away, right? Like there's no way Darvin Ham from game one is saying, no, you're coming off the bench. I think he should. If that If that's what he thinks is the right call. Why not? If you're going to come in here, if you're Darvin Ham, this is your chance to be a head coach. And if you're going to come in here and establish yourself, then why not? Why wait? Why waste games? If you think, if he thinks that, by the way, I don't know if he thinks that. Maybe he thinks Russell Westbrook is a starter. I don't know. Still a lot of training I, camp and time. I think at be. some point he mentioned that he would be starting. Uh, Someone asked him something about Russ, but maybe at that point he assumed he would be traded also. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not telling you that he shouldn't start, but I just don't know. Like then that just doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make sense to you to have those three guys starting? Uh, no. So are you talking like Westbrook, Beverly, LeBron, AD and Thomas Bryant or something like that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't think that's the greatest starting lineup. And I think that's, there's going to be, if Russ doesn't get traded, there's going to be a lot of these lineups that don't make a lot of sense to me. I, mm -hmm. I think a Russ trade would kind of clean up some of the, the holes they have. And if they don't do that, then I think there's going to be a lot of clunkiness still on the roster, yeah. like regardless if he starts or not. And I mean, do you, I'm super sold on the fact that he will be a Laker this year, but do you still think that he won't be? Like if last week we were pretty confident about it, where's your, where's your head at this week? Yeah, last week I was pretty like, I would bet on it like he would be traded, but now I don't know anymore. And um, it's definitely at the lowest point, I would say of my optimism or kind of expectations that he would be traded. So, I, I mean, I still think there's a chance, like you said, we have what, like three weeks before mm -hmm. training camp mm -hmm. or uh, uh, so like say he doesn't get traded by next week, then yeah, I, I think it's getting kind of slim. Next week. So by the time we time by the time we talk next Tuesday, or at least hear some smoke. Like if all we hear is like radio silence and just more people pumping up Russ, like we've seen, 
then yeah, I, I think like you said earlier, I think it's the Lakers' way of kind of prepping fans for no, he's probably going to come back. And I'm, I'm, I'm refreshing about, Twitter yeah. so we don't sound so ridiculous, just in case. Because <laughs> <laughs> I felt like yeah, like <clears throat> I think I texted you last week too. I was like, well, our podcast just became a wash right away. And but for everyone, no one expected that trade, right? Like, I don't think so. I think that came out of nowhere. Which also kind of lends to what you're saying right now is that maybe because of the packages that we talked and I think were the only packages available, that doesn't mean that's true. Yep. So to your point, by you talking about next week, something could happen. Could. I don't, you know what I mean? And, and who, what, or who that looks like, I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. And like, I think the only thing that would kind of definitely seal it for me is if Utah makes a trade with someone else for one of their veterans. If Utah ends up trading one of their vets or if Indiana makes a trade for Buddy or Turner or someone else, which I doubt. Again, Indiana, they would have, like, if someone called for those guys already, they would already be traded. So it's, it does seem like the Lakers have been kind of um, betting against themselves this whole time with the Pacers. But yeah, I, I think at this point, a trade can obviously happen out of nowhere, but it's just the lack of noise that kind of does worry me a little bit. Yeah. Um, even in the um, Jovan's article, uh, he did say Utah and Indiana remain their most likely trade partners. Um, Ham did deflect about trade rumors saying you got to talk to Rob about that. But I'll tell you what, I'm happy with what we have. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm not comfortable as just not talking about Russ, just talking about the team. Mm. I am not comfortable with Patrick Beverly being your best three-point shooter. That, that's the thing. Like, Russ or no Russ, I'm, I still have questions about this roster. And that's why I thought a Russ trade would at least help shore up some of the weaknesses. But at this point... Um, yeah, how do you feel about the roster? Say Russ is on the team, and this is who we have. No mm-hmm. other changes. We go into next season with this roster. How uh, confident are you in them? To do? I don't know. Like, what's your expectation of this roster? As it currently stands, I would assume a lower-end playoff spot, if healthy. Are they in the play-in? If healthy, no. Are they... uh? championship contender no um i mean there's two massive questions that they're surrounding lakers right now we've just discussed one for 20 minutes russell westbrook the second is what is the health of anthony davis is he going to be an 18 percent three-point shooter again is he going to play career low numbers again is he going to play only what did he play 39 games last year then if that happens again then they will be battling for a playing spot again. The Lakers roster has not improved. You disagree? I, I'm thinking about it. it it's funny because like, I, I think they've improved around the margins. I just feel like they're different than last year. I, I wouldn't say they're better or worse, but they're definitely different. And I don't know if that's going to be a good or bad thing. Like They're definitely younger. They're a lot younger than last year which isn't always a good thing. Like yeah, but did they get better players or did they get younger players? They just, I mean, they're, they're younger. They're different. I don't know. Like, again, yeah. at this point, who's their best shooter? You can argue Pat Bev strictly from like um, a field goal percentage perspective. 
Like he's not, he's definitely not treated as a shooter by defenses. Mm-hmm. Defenses are still going to leave him and go double LeBron and AD in the post. That's not going to change. I, I don't think enough has changed on the roster that we see massive differences of how the defense played LeBron and AD uh, last year. And I think that's a major issue. Defense yeah. are still going to pack the paint just like they did last year, especially if you have a Russ Pat Bev backcourt. Like there's no question they're just going to keep playing off those guys throw doubles and, and dare those guys to beat them. So from that perspective, no, they're not better, but I, at least I think they have a better chance of competing every night, not being lackadaisical. I think they'll try more. Pep, that's at least one thing Pep F will do, right? He'll at least mm-hmm. hopefully like be contagious enough for the rest of the guys to kind of play harder in theory. And if you have young guys also on the team who obviously want to make a name for themselves for themselves, that's also a plus. So I think they'll be better from that perspective, which was an area they were really bad in last year. Um, the other thing too is, and I didn't really realize this, but you know that now that you start analyzing the players on the team more, Patrick Beverly gets hurt all the time too. Patrick Beverly averages 49 games a year. Yeah. Patrick Beverly's only played above 70 games twice in his career. You know, and last year he played 58, the year before that 37, 51. He had a year when he played 11. Like, so there's seasons... Where are you going to be able to count on Pat Bev being there every single game? And that's another question mark, you know? I don't know. So <clears throat> I don't think the Lakers got better. I don't know if they got worse. I don't want to say that either. I don't think they got worse. I just, yeah, they got younger. But mm-hmm. I'd have to really look a side by that could be a good podcast, maybe side by side comparison of last year's team to this year's team and and see where you can get from that. But did they get better? Is Thomas Bryant significantly better than the two options they had last year? I think they're, that's the thing. Like if we go down the the line in terms of positions, I think there have been upgrades, but again, a lot of those, there's a lot of question marks. Thomas Bryant's also coming off a massive injury Mm -hmm. that that was, you know, has kind of wrecked a lot of guys careers prior to that. Thankfully he's young and he, he was able to get back on the court last year. So hopefully he's healthy and stuff, but yeah, like you mentioned, Pat Bev, there's injury concerns up and down the roster still. And I think that's probably why they went younger. I, I think they're they're probably banking on the young guys being able to stay healthier uh, than the the roster that was last year because they were so old. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna you wanna see a big jump from Austin Reeves. You wanna see some consistency from like a Damian Jones. You wanna see what Juan Toscano Anderson can give you if you actually play him minutes, what Lonnie Walker can do. Uh, here in this system, when young Gabriel, like maybe in, like like an Austin Reeves, you'd like to see an uptick in in what how he looks. Um, and Kendrick Nunn, you know, if he plays one minute, he's already improved. Yeah. So if you get the Kendrick Nunn from Miami, that's a big upgrade. Obviously, is that better? I mean, is it different? I mean, is who's going to come in and play as well as Malik Monk did last year? I don't know. Or will nobody will will nobody need to because everybody will be healthy? That's what the that's what the other argument is. That's the big thing, right? Like who right. the roster really at the end of the day doesn't really matter if LeBron and AD are again we have a repeat of last year. And I right. think that's what the Lakers are also making on. That's what kind of that clip you played, what Jeannie was saying is like if anything, and the Lakers might may be holding, you know, a lot of weight on this. We didn't get to see what the three of those guys look like for a long stretch of the season. Yeah. We saw it didn't work when they did play, but they can say, we don't have a big enough sample to make that decision yet. And maybe they get that sample 20 games in, and then they can make that choice of, okay, this doesn't work. 
We have to trade Russ now. And I'm sure both of those deals with Utah and Indiana will still be there if they haven't been traded already. So maybe that is their rationale. Like, let's not do a panic trade when it can still work out. But I mean, I, the sample we did get last year didn't like, uh, raise a lot of optimism. Yeah. So I hate talking about like the roster of the Lakers because, because really at the end of it, and I think every, I think a hundred percent of people will agree. It really does come down to is AD healthy is LeBron healthy. And it's impossible to predict that. I think it's more likely than not that AD won't play 82 games and LeBron won't play 82 games. I think it's more than likely that neither will play 70 games, but that's just my opinion. And I can't tell you that's going to be a fact, but if they do, then the Lakers will be significantly better. And that's why it's like a difficult conversation because it feels like such a cop-out, you know, but it's true. You know what it is too? It's not even so much how many games they each missed. It was how many games they missed together, right? Yeah. It was like LeBron would come back and then AD would be out. AD would come back, LeBron would be out. It was just always like a, a rotating door of different guys going in and out of the rotation. Like we haven't seen LeBron and AD actually play like what, five straight games together and over a year, two years, like since the bubble. And we, knew, <laughs> yeah, we knew how good, we know how good that combo is. Like that does is a, like a formula for success. We just haven't seen it, yeah. but we obviously don't know how the, the guys around him will, will look and how that'll impact the, that, that combo. But and if you're a pro Russ guy or a pro Russ person, you would are you would say the same thing. Like, what yeah. do you mean Russ can't fit in? How do you know Russ had to be the Russ of last year because there was nobody else. There, there was definitely a lot of times where it was Russ and LeBron, Russ and AD, just Russ. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that, that was unfair to him. And he definitely does get a lot of the criticism where, yeah, he deserves some criticism, but definitely not all of it. Like there was a ton of reasons why last year went the way it did. Um, and Russ was partially to blame for some of it, but again, not all of it. So I, I definitely think that there is... I understand why the Lakers would would bring him back and at least try it out one more time, if anything, just so they don't have to trade those picks. And if anything, then you don't trade those picks and now you get all this cap room next year. If it doesn't work out, you can let him walk for free. You don't have to worry about what contracts you're bringing in that you don't want. You know, I've read that the Lakers don't want to bring in any contracts because they want the most cap space possible. I maybe, maybe, maybe Rob Polinke was just like, you know what? the return will not be what people think it is. So why even go do a return? Let's just like Harrison Fagan likes to tweet, run it back, run it back, run it back. It's just crazy that like, that's the only reason why I was so sure a rush trade would happen. It's just LeBron signs that extension. You would have to believe like he got some type of insurance from like Rob and say like, okay, we'll trade Russ. We're going to improve the roster. It just feels like something still has to happen there. And LeBron's not going to go into a season knowing we're not going to win championship with this roster. And he's going to punt one more year of his, of his career where we don't know how many more years he has left. It's just, that's just still crazy to me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he signed up for it, right? Like he knows he could have gone elsewhere. He, I'm going to he, say something that may not, may, may not sound that people are not going to like, maybe he's just not, maybe he's just cool. Not winning any championships. Maybe it was more important to be in LA getting paid a ton of money for his future brand. And I know people are not going to like to hear that. I don't think LeBron will maybe like to hear that, but it's a possibility. Hey, I got a few years left. 
where can I go to realistically, where can I realistically go that could afford $50 million a year Mm -hmm. and win me a championship? Or I could stay in LA, live my life that is amazing, continue to build my brands while I play basketball at a high level and still possibly win some MVPs. Yeah. And, And for a team, you know, at least we'll try to put a roster around him, right? Or at least get his input. In a team where he has a ton of input. Yeah. Or a, a team where they will listen to him, where the owner listens to him because the owner likes to prop up her superstars. Yeah. I mean, again, it always it's always cheery and everything until those first 10, 15 games happen. And... I'll just say if Russ is back and then they have a losing record after, I don't even know five games really with how Lakers Twitter and just NBA media is it, it'll start to burn down and there'll be a lot of trade Russ stuff and a lot of drama once again. And I, I just, I really don't, I, dude, I really LeBron's, don't want Darwin Ham's first year to be kind of plagued with this stuff. LeBron's not afraid to trade people mid season. We've seen it before. So like I said, look, I think Russ is a Laker. And what I mean by that is, media day he'll be a laker and then we'll see that's what i think but i don't know man there's a lot going on in lebron's life that's not basketball like a lot Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's out of the question to be like you know what let me just stay here and we'll figure it out they're make how much did he get like it's up to 110 million dollars if the cap salary cap goes up i think Mm -hmm. yeah i think he's i think he'll be okay (laughs) <laughs> I think he'll be okay. If like I'm saying, like, if, is this stupid to say if LeBron wins one more, is it really changed the legacy of LeBron? I mean, his legacy, you know, his legacy does feel cemented at this point. It'll definitely help, especially if he wins it with a roster like this. Right. Yeah. Which is not going to happen though. It, will LeBron, <laughs> will LeBron led Lakers team almost, will, would that be in the underdog in any finals matchup? If the Lakers somehow get there. Would that be an underdog situation in any kind of matchup with this roster, right? I'm assuming if the Lakers get there, the they won't be underdog because the three of them worked out somehow. It's like some miraculous Hollywood type story. And be like, of course they're in the finals. Look, you got Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, yeah. LeBron James. I don't think a LeBron team will ever be the underdog as much as people might want to spin it that way. You know, I am, I am rooting for Russ though. You know, he's he's got a lot. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us from last week to this week. Look at us. man. Uh, obviously I, I'm in favor of a trade happening. I, I, I think for his own sake also. Right. That's yeah. what I've been saying all summer. I think that's in the best interest for him and for the Lakers. But like, I, I'm not, if he does come back, I'm not actively rooting against him. Like a lot of people have been we're already last season. I, I yeah. just, I just don't think it's a great fit for him here. Yeah. And that exit interview did no favors. For those people that were already rooting against him. So but like since then, like again, he's the only Lakers showing up to these introdu- introductory things, which yeah, could be perceived as weird or just good press, but he does show up to everything. That's what Genie's kind of been like talking about from that article to that clip. Like he pays, he plays every game. He shows up to summer league, even if it's awkward, he shows up to these press conferences, even though it's awkward. Like who would have guessed he would have showed up to Pat Beverly's one and threw him a towel when he was sweating to Pat Bev, like, yeah, that's just, it was so know, fake. <laughs> it's so fake, dude. <laughs> You're just over it. Yeah. It was so fake, man. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Russ. Yeah. At Alex M. Regla on Twitter. 
catch his work, silverscreenroll.com. You should write about how, how you feel bad for, for Russ and see no. how the, see how that goes. <laughs> that would not go over. This is why we should give Russ a chance. I don't know. I'm sure you write, you write way more insightful stuff than that though. So check out his work at Alex M. Regla, silverscreenroll.com at Twitter. I'm at, I'm at Alex Padilla 86. And uh, listen, we were wrong completely the last week. We could have just wasted 35 minutes of everybody's time. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't feel bad about it at all because that's, it is, this is the world of the off season and we're three weeks away. So we can actually start talking about some other stuff, hopefully. So yeah. we will see what happens. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere that you listen to audio podcasts. And like I said, silverscreenroll.com for all your Lakers news. And that is where you can read Alex's work as well. And uh, anything else, Alex, did we miss anything today? No, nothing that I, nothing that I've missed or I've seen, but um, since we made predictions last week, mm-hmm. you, so how do you feel about Russ? Do you think he's on the Lakers obviously next week still? Yes. I still think he gets traded. <laughs> all I'm right. Hold on to it, man. I'm still there. One of us will be right. Maybe not next week. I mean, one of us next week will be right. And that's the way to do it. Because your face, all podcast, people cannot see your face. You didn't like what I was saying this whole time. Like, I don't know if your voice, if people could hear it in your voice, but you didn't like what I was saying about Russ staying here and being here. You So if you want to hold that hope out, I, dude, all good. I'm going down with the ship. I, I, Let's go. I think, I Let's think he go. Gets Let's go. You and Russ. We'll be like Rose and Jack on the Titanic, the last two people on. <laughs> All right, everybody. We appreciate y'all listening. And uh, Alex, we'll talk to everybody. I think we're back on Tuesday next week. But yeah. if not, we'll talk to everybody next week for sure. And have a good one, everybody. Alex, peace. Later.